The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moves tip. Sometimes we think that people who have achieved great success have made it entirely by virtue of their own talents and efforts. If you look behind the scenes, though, you can see that the best of the best have the support and encouragement of a well-developed network of friends and associates. So we're going to be looking today at the strategic value of CEO peer advisory groups. My guest is David Torrance, President and CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums. He will discuss how business owners, CEOs, and other top executives have found strength and direction being involved in a working group of trusted advisors, all of whom have expertise and success drawn from the real world. We will hear examples of how discussing challenges with others who've been there, done that, have led to better decisions, better results, better lives. Welcome, David. It's a pleasure to have you on the program. Well, thank you, um, Marcia. It's great to be here and um, <clears throat> to be a part of your program. We're really looking forward to the discussion. Well, let's just start from the beginning. Um, David, tell me a little bit about what Renaissance does. Renaissance Executive Forums um, provides um, peer-to-peer advisement to top executives and by that, I mean CEOs, presidents, owners of small to medium-sized businesses uh, in a group that we would call a forum. Uh, and in this forum of 8 to 12 executives, there's no competitors or vendors, just a wide variety of very successful and smart top executives from um, a variety of industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renaissance Executive Forums is a franchise uh, headquarters located out of La Jolla, and has over um, over a thousand members uh, in twelve different countries. Um, so that's basically what we do in a nutshell. Well, that's quite impressive, you know. Um, so, you know, now that you gave an exact, you know, what you what you are, uh, tell me about how do you do it? Um, you know, fill in the the listeners about that process. 
Sure. Um, what we what we do is we use a series of meetings um, that take place mo- uh, monthly. They last for about uh, about four hours, and where we we cover uh, three uh, specific topics. One is an educational component that the forum would like to hear about, whether it's about a key strategy or talent acquisition or leadership development or or even the Emerging Healthcare Act. Um, that is, uh, uh, those kinds of topics that the forums have an interest in, that lasts maybe 30 minutes to an hour. Then we have what we call a focus executive, where one of the executives will present their key business strategic uh, initiative or a key strategic issue or even something personal along where they want to be in their lives in three to five years. And then the third part of the meeting is we um, provide a a roundtable for all the executives who may be facing an issue that needs to be resolved. Uh, and what's really um, advantageous about this is somebody in the room has probably faced it and overcame it. So the advice and the recommendations that that comes from this forum is an extremely high value. We also provide quarterly coaching as well as an annual meeting where we kind of take a, a break from the uh, the pace of business where we kind of recalibrate our personal and professional goals. So that's what we do. Well, you know, it sounds like um, it's quite comprehensive. I mean, they not only get an educational component about some t- uh, topic that is really hot or that is really, you know, uh, there's an interest in, uh, but they also get a chance to um, express their challenges and their problems and getting advice from those who, who have lived it, been there, done that. Um, can you give, um, I know we're going to go more in depth, but is there an example you can give of someone who had a, a challenge or a problem and they got really good advice about it? Yeah, I mean, What's really um, great about the process is that top executives are really good at asking tough questions. And um, it's, you know, when you're in that environment where you present an issue and for the, the, the questions that come at you are tough. Um, one example was um, a, a, an owner in a food um, industry um, was looking to acquire um, a company in New Jersey and the questions, you know, he was in the South, and uh, in a, um, a, you know, his, his business was around $10 million, and the acquisition was going to double it. Well, the questions, as you can imagine, were about um, what are the cultural dissimilarities between your mm-hmm. company and the company you're going to acquire in New Jersey? Well, they were significant. And uh, some of the other questions around were around the um, approach of, how much of his personal time was it going to take to be in New Jersey since he was just newly married? Um, <laughs> and so it was really clear that he hadn't really thought through uh, the whole process. He was really eager to double his business and take a competitor out of the, uh, um, out of the market. But the risk to him, and just in the dissimilar cultures, um, in the fact that the New Jersey culture was Indian and his company was not, uh-huh. Uh, just not having any familiarity with the um, with union union contracts or just the way that that whole process works of, of grievances as well as arbitration, and so he decided to let's get let's let maybe look at organic growth or some other ways, and so the process saved him an awful lot of time. So it, 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 
for this for this executive, it helped the him. It stopped him in its tra- his tracks, and before making this very big decision, uh, because uh, the other uh, executives in the forum were asking him some really, as you said, hard questions that made him think. And I and I would I would imagine that um, everyone can, you know, whatever level you are, but especially if you're a top executive, you get very isolated and you need people to question your decisions, your thinking, your thought process. So I would imagine this is one of the big uh, advantages of uh, the Renaissance Forum and peer advising advisory groups. Yeah, and that's very well said. Um, in, in executives who I've talked to, uh, who do you talk to? Um, who do you have that you can really talk to um, about let's say, mergers or acquisitions or even spinoffs. And in many cases, there's nobody, um, not their staff, not their customers for sure, um, not um, vendors or others. And so this forum um, provides a, a, um, a competent, and I've done a number of studies, um, um, as I've also talked to friends of mine, um, like Dr. Bob Roush, who's done studies around the needs of an executive, and one of the one of the top needs is a competent is a trusted advisor, mm-hmm. uh, somebody mm-hmm. who they can talk to because they do they are isolated and they need to have a sounding board uh, around their ideas as to give them um, uh, confidence and in their decisions as well as having their assumptions assumptions excuse me um, challenged. Right. So right. Renaissance provides that trusted advisor, that confidant that they can turn to, to, you know, to get a sounding board on some of the ideas that they're doing or issues that they're facing. So that's a very good point. Well, you know, uh, let's get back to sort of the nitty gritty here because, uh, um, you know, I have two questions. Uh, Can anyone, can any CEO attend? Uh, That's one. And then what kinds of companies are part of the group? So, um, for example, is is it open membership or how does one become involved? In a forum. Okay, that's a great question. Um, first, is it's by invitation only, and I want to be sure that uh, in the um, process of our discussions with the um, executive, that it's a fit for them and it's a fit for the other um, members in the forum. Um, not everybody um, would would necessarily qualify, such as let's say a startup entrepreneur. Um, who doesn't have any employees and look is looking at the technology? Well, this would, he would um, um, the issues that he faces are not the same issues as somebody who has a staff of ten and employees of fifty and are growing organically and and by um, acquisition. Those those issues are totally different. The value to uh, that entrepreneur as well as uh, the values of others. Um, there may not be a good fit there. So we want to be sure that there's a really good fit. Not only for the um, uh, the members of the forum, but as well as those who are considering it. Um, and um, <clears throat> secondarily, you were asking about what kinds of companies. Right. It's open. We're getting, um, we're, you know, it's fairly open. We're getting uh, some interest from uh, high technology, uh, healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, distribution, um, software companies, real estate. Commercial real estate, commercial residential uh, accounting firms. Um, right now, the market is changing so fast in terms of just the technology 
capabilities of companies. Uh, and uh, especially here in Dallas, um, we're, there's a lot of interest in terms of working with other executives in terms of their infrastructure needs, uh, cost reduction by using infrastructure as well as staff utilization was the best way to um, get the best out of our staff. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so we're kind of open on the companies. I was more thinking along the lines of traditional brick-and-mortar uh, companies would be interested in this who had staffs and employees and markets, but we're getting um, uh, a much wide, a much wider variety of interest uh, in our forums in Dallas and in talking to other franchisees of Renaissance Executive Forums, that is also the case that they're seeing the same. You know, what? we're seeing wealth managers that are wealth management firms that are interested in Renaissance. Well, you know, I think part of it is that um, that uh, when you say you see, you're seeing more than just brick and mortar, is the idea that I think business executives now really feel the pressures of running a company, and they realize the, the more sophisticated ones and the the ones who are really strategic realize that they need to have a sounding board. They need to have advice and help from others. And so what we're going to do now is take a quick break, and when we come back, David is going to continue to talk about uh, the uh, peer advisory groups, and we're going to be focusing on, now that you have a, uh, an overview of who they are and what they are, we're going to focus on um, what executives get from this experience and what kind of problems that are being discussed. So stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the smart moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Network. 
You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach. And we're talking with David Torrance, who um, is is giving us insights into peer advisory groups, their value, and what what executives get from it. But before we get into the the actual experience of executives and, and what kinds of problems that are discussed, I know on everyone's mind is, well, it sounds great. What does it cost? So, David, what does it cost? <laughs> Marsha, what a great question. Um, in my conversations with top executives, the cost is time. Um, I, and, and so many of the executives today um, just feel the pressure of running a business um, and the number of multiple hats that they wear. Um, time is always of, of, of the essence, and so they're considering... Um, Man, I, I got to give up a, a half day monthly, and then there's a quarterly session um, and an annual retreat. Uh, I, I don't know if I have the time um, that I'm that I that I have available. I've got all these issues that I'm dealing with, and I I usually have a point to the executives in the conversation that if you knew your employee came to you was something you knew they really needed to do that was important for their long-term growth professionally and personally, and you offered them the suggestion, and they came to you and said, I don't, it's a great idea, boss, but I don't have the time. Typically, what you would do, have another conversation with the employee about reprioritization. The, and so the discussion is having the ability to have a sounding board of 8 to 12 other seasoned executives gives you back so much of the time uh, that uh, you spend reacting without having that sounding board. I know personally, and it, I was responsible for businesses in Houston as well as in Georgia, that reacting to issues consumed so much time when being able to sit back and have other advisory board and, and advisory uh trusted advisors uh, to to vet or to challenge your assumptions uh, was it saved so much time on the front end as well as we most most of the time we got it right so we didn't have to redo things or being in a firefight mode most of the time so in my conversations with executives what we see in terms of the overall value of this approach the cost is not even a decimal point of the value proposition that they have, uh, that they even consider. And I would also say that the cost is dependent upon the amount of services that uh, each potential member uh, desires for their company. Um, So I really can't answer what the dollar amount is, but I can say that um, there is a significant discussion around uh, the value to them personally, professionally, to their organization, and um, uh, and especially the optimization of their time. Well, I think basically what you're saying 
in a sentence is, for these executives, time is money. You save them time, you save them money, and they're willing to pay for that. And, right. and that, is the, that is the bottom line here. And so, um, so, so let's say that an, um, an executive has said, okay, uh, you, you have, um, y- it's a go for me, uh, you have convinced me, I, ne- I, want, I want to come on board, okay? Um, so, you know, so now they, they are part of this group. Um, what does, you know, what does the executive get from this experience? Um, can you go into that? Because now they've paid their money, they've made the commitment, now, now what? It's a great question. Um, before the executives ever get to their first forum, um, there is there is a discussion around their strategic points and their overall company and their assumptions around their growth and um, and what are some of the obstacles and roadblocks and constraints that they face and. We tee up their first few meetings to address these very critical roadblocks, constraints um, that they may be facing, whether they're staff issues or whether they're market issues or marketing issues, whatever they may be. Uh, we uh, work very closely to allow them to have um, uh, resolution or great recommendations to these key points that they bring up. Um, as they progress and learn to trust the others that are on the forum, the uh, issues that they, they get worked, as I call it, um, have a broader perspective and more value back to the executive, such as the M&A we referred to um, mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, so there's a short-term improvement, and then there's a longer-term uh, focus on their strategic goals of the company. And then the third point is that... Uh, there's a real strong uh, emphasis on work-life balance that are in the forums, and uh, they have opportunities to have clarity around how to better their home life, their life around outside of work, because the same structures and processes that they're uh, being encouraged on the professional level are the same ones that get used at home. And plus, as issues get resolved, there's less of this pressure, 24-7 pressure, uh, that follows them uh, when they go home. So work-life balance is also a uh, intended consequence of the process. It, um, it seems to me that you really have this structured where they get quick wins in the beginning. They have to see some success, some value. And um, what might be some of those quick wins that they've, you know, from your experience that uh, these executives have, some executives have experienced? Well, most, in many cases, the quick wins are around, uh, questions around their staff. Okay, um, yeah. In private companies, the, uh, the, the staff may be filled with family members, and one of the big issues that comes up is I have a family member who isn't doing their job, and they're in a mission-critical position. What do I do? Right. Obviously, the other executives are going to strongly encourage the executive to remove that person. It is hard to do, and there's ways to do that, which the other executives provides recommendations. Uh, another mm-hmm. another um, uh, one that has occurred is 
uh, an executive wants to add headcount, especially at the staff level, and the other executives will challenge that extremely vigorously to find uh, ways to better the decision-making process, better the delegation process into your existing staff members, huh. uh, look mm-hmm. at uh, more... Uh, a more robust decision um, rights. What I mean by that is what executive can make what decisions that right. represents right. a cost or a risk. Right. Mm-hmm. And they expand all of that. Um, these are usually real early gains in a um, in a forum, and sometimes those those gains happen in the first forum. It's interesting because of my background where I do do coaching on leadership and uh, <clears throat> talent management issues is that the quick wins around staffing, around people. I don't care what industry you are or how smart you are as uh, an executive. There are always people issues. Have you found that as well? Yeah, I just was, I had some meetings yesterday and uh, we're spending a, a considerable amount of um, conversation around uh, people issues. Uh, there's, you know, there's a multi-location um, kinds of issues where you have headquarters in Dallas, but there's uh, facilities in southern Texas, there's facilities on the East Coast, and uh, there are predominant issues at the senior level, uh, especially in a virtual environment where you have very strong will, strong opinion, um, uh, people who are fragile in, in, uh, in how, they're, uh, how they and how they may be challenged, and you know, those are issues that senior executives have a hard time of how do you address those issues, but they're, ve- they're very easily solved by those who've been through it, and especially when you create a, um, a structure of, of, of understanding what the opinions are and that opposite opinions are warranted as well as encouraged so that we can get more of the real issues on the table, and then we all challenge the assumptions that are being stated which allows everyone to maintain their integrity and, and uh, that they're not being, I don't know, I guess the word I'm thinking of, that they're not being devalued in the process. Mm-hmm. But the encouragement is, is to have a more vigorous challenge process to where all points of view can be presented. And then at the end, there's a much better decision or a much better set of recommendations of how to go forward. And this is something new to a lot of executives uh, in terms of how that process might work. But the uh, you know, in your work, I'm sure you see this a lot, to where the challenge process or even the, let me have an opposite point of view, is not encouraged, um, right. especially if there's a strong-willed leader who nobody else really wants to challenge. And so the forums um, get at this, and because this is so widely prevalent uh, in business, that's one of the very first issues that gets worked. Yes, because, um, yes, I do see that, and that's why someone who is on staff um, feels uncomfortable challenging the, uh, the boss. Uh, so sometimes they bring in a coach or consultant like me or you to challenge, and sometimes that works and doesn't work. But I think the real value of peer advisory groups is that the challenge is being done by people like them. It's not a staff person. It's not a consultant. It's someone who has been been there, done that in their shoes. And I, I would imagine that these executives more likely listen to peers than to anybody else. Is that correct? Oh, that is so true. And um, because 
the, there isn't the power dynamics of an exe- of a, a of a boss subordinate, um, especially if there's a history of 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 that uh, within the um, executive uh, team, where in a peer group there is just no there there is just straightforward uh, straightforward advice. I'll give you a, a great example of this. Well, David, can you hold that example to when we get back from our break, okay? So this is Marcia's Idol, your Smart Moves coach, and you're listening to the Business Edge. And when we come back, David is going to tell us about that example, as well as getting into some other um, uh, business uh, issues and problems that get discussed Uh, at these forums, so stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach, and I'm talking with David Torrance, who's giving us phenomenal insights into peer advisory groups and their value. Uh, when we, at the end of the last segment, 
uh, David started to tell a story about power dynamics and uh, why that doesn't where power dynamics can exist in a company, but why it doesn't exist in a forum. So, David, uh, tell your story now. Okay, thank you, Marcia. Just in the terms of power dynamics, I was with a CEO and um, one of um, uh, the employees. And as I was asking questions, the employee kept looking at the CEO to make sure that it was the right answer. I, I found that really interesting. That doesn't exist in a in a form of, of top executives. The the story was this man who owns a um, a roofing company was having troubles um, segmenting his residential companies from commercial companies, and he was lamenting about it in part of the key issues portion of the forum. Well, one of the other executives looks at him and says, look, that's the third time you've brought this up. Um, have it resolved by 2 o'clock and never bring it up again. <laughs> and was it resolved by 2 it o'clock? Was, uh, there was about five of, uh, five of us went and talked with the executive, and he had a plan. Uh, the advice was, look, get a CRM, hire a couple college students. In a week, two weeks, it'll be done. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And so that is a tremendous value of a form. Where you say to an executive who's been, you know, bemoaning this or or complaining about this or not sure about what to do. Okay, bottom line, what are you going to do, you know, and how are you going to do it? Great story. Um, Let's move on because I think a really big issue to talk about is... What are the biggest needs of C- that CEOs have? Uh, you've done, you know, you've done many of these forums. You've interacted with many CEOs. What are they struggling with? What are they, you know, what keeps them up at night? Not only presently, but in the future. It's a great, it's a great question, and it, it, part of the answer is something we talked about earlier. Um, Bob Roush um, did a survey. Uh, who's here in Dallas, he did a survey on what are the needs, the needs of CEOs, and um, why, did, why do they come to uh, a process like this? Um, and he, he identified three, and there's probably, uh, probably another one, but having a trusted confidant or confidants to help you make better decisions and hold you accountable um, was the top need. And the second need was to have capable, functioning staffs. And the third need was to have a balanced home work life. And what you know and, and, those, and those who have balanced um, teams, uh, it's highly correlated of having a balanced work life, home work life. Uh, and it's also, in its corollary, those that don't have strong teams tend to take their work home, and their work uh-huh. balance life is not as good. But these were the big needs of, of executives. And I go back to the story of the man who wanted to acquire the, the company in New Jersey. And one of the executives says, well, aren't you, just re- aren't you newly married? And, yeah, how's this going to work having a dysfunctional uh, situation? Mm-hmm. on your home mm-hmm. work life. I mean, how's that going to work for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and because this, these principles of, you know, trust advisor to make better decisions, helping have the confidence to stimulate change, 
as well as being held accountable uh, for what they have decided to do, uh, as well as balancing the issues around their teams and their home work life. It all works to provide uh, the executives uh, more than just performance of a company, but it, it helps them um, gain a purpose in their life as well, and certainly a purpose in helping others. Well, you know, you, you, you outline three things, you know, the three needs of, of a CEO, and I'd like to go to, uh, through the three of them, but I want to start with the first, which is a trusted confidant, making better decisions, accountability. Um, how do, you know, is there a process that helps them be more accountable? Is it they say they do it and then they come back and you ask them questions? Did they do this, this, or this? Is it a, is, So tell me more about, and tell the listeners more, how do you get CEOs who are very busy accountable to the decisions that they've made? It's a great question. A part of the process of um, of the forums with Renaissance Executive Forums is twofold. One is there's a um, that the executive has to commit to a plan based off of the clarifications of his issues as well as the recommendations that were given. Uh, that um, they have to commit either in the meeting or at the next meeting of what their action plan is, and then they have to continue to. Um, update the forum as where do they stand with their issues uh, and if it gets if there's a roadblock or constraint then the issue then that particular issue gets reworked so the accountability is is they're, they're gonna have to face their peers why is this because the forums the value of the forums is the, is the recommendations but the real value of the forums are the actionable and executable ideas that are provided uh-huh. And so the synergy of coming back and saying, hey, it worked, thanks, or hey, we're having a roadblock here, we need a little more assistance, is, the, uh-huh. is where these executives get um, the accountability piece um, uh, worked and where they get to feel and to appreciate the accountability because it's their time. And so they're giving up of their time, so they want to know that by being there to have their company issues and their personal issues work, is very important as well as to know that the advice that they give to the other members of the forum, that those ideas are actionable and executable and provided value. So this reciprocal nature of, of accountability uh, is extreme high value to the executives. And I would imagine that back at the ranch, where whether it's their company or their business or whatever, um, by being the CEO, by being the top dog, um, there's not much accountability there, maybe to your shareholders, but not on a you know a strong basis. So this is where they really feel um, the the need to be accountable. So uh, is is that correct? That, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, there is certainly an emerging um, leadership thought around accountability and vulnerability by the top executives, and such literature is out there in terms of the success that those companies have that the top leaders exhibit this example. Um, but in a forum, it's natural. Um, there's there's right. not a lot of yes. Uh, yes. other other internal, external forces that are involved, uh, especially in a, in a public company. Um, but in a, in, in a forum, it's your peers. And, you know, you can trust them. 
and to hold you accountable. You can trust them in terms of what's working, not working. And the value is, is, is that reciprocal nature of the accountability and willing to be open and vulnerable about um, the company issues, which is not natural for an executive. Right, so let's move on to the second uh, need of a CEO. And briefly, you talk, uh, talk about um, having a capable, functioning staff. How, can you explain that a bit more? What are some of the issues that are discussed around, around or you know, some of this, the challenges around this issue of a, of a great staff? A great staff is, is a staff that has high employee engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, there is a reciprocal nature in terms of the communication between the senior executive staff and all employees. Mm-hmm. And employees are involved in the mission, vision, tactics, day-to-day uh, process of the company. And then also the employees feel open to um, provide uh, uh, advice and be a part of working teams in terms of um, uh, what they see in terms of efficiencies and yield improvements and customer uh, uh, response improvements and all these communications come back to the top so that there is a a reciprocal nature in the communications between the senior staff and the floor. This employee engagement is a a major opportunity for companies. Uh, A recent report, I believe it to be the Tower Report, said that companies who have um, high employee engagement have a, uh, almost a 20% improvement in net income, and companies wow. who have low employee engagement have a 33% reduction in net, in net income versus those who do. Uh, it is a, um, um, it's a major point, and I think the leaders realize that in today's world, it's not about the technology. It's about the people using the technology, and it's an immense advantage for top executives who have engaged employees, who equip their employees, who encourage their employees, those three areas. And so you have a functional staff that's able to be open about the constraints and bottlenecks of the employee base or allowing the employee base, um, bringing up their issues to the executive staff and making this a commitment, um, provides uh, great efficiency within um, the company as well as allowing employees to be more than just a task worker, but allowing employees to realize their capability and possible, possible their purpose. Um, it's, it, it, it is what I think top executives are looking for in terms of dynamics of communication and, and working of, of, of issues that get passed down that are executable in the organization and are willing to hear the feedback from the organization about what's working, not working, uh, as it pertains to the customer, pertains to uh, cost or pertains to some issue that they're working. Well, you know, we did cover, um, and, and I'm so glad you talked about employee engagement because uh, that is a hot issue and that's really important. We have about 30 seconds left, and let's get to the last thing. The ba- You talked about the balance of homework life. Is there one other quick thing you can, ta- uh, you can say about that so it shows the value uh, to the listeners when... Um, I mean, the home life is just going to improve. It's just going to get better. And the neat thing about it, you improve yourself, then you improve your relationship with your significant other. That then tr- helps uh, improve the relationship with the family as well as close friends and improve and, 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 and possibly the community. It works inside out like that, and it starts with the executive, and then it just rolls up into their immediate um, family members as well as uh, close friends. 
Uh, and it's a, it, it, it's a part of the homework balance that allows uh, executives to find their, their vision, uh, if possible of what, what their vision may be versus just trying to be resolve the, the latest fire. And I think that's again is reciprocal because if if there's better work home, uh, better balance at home, it, you have a better uh, effective, more effective executive who will be who, who will uh, add value to the company. And it, it, you know, it, it, it it's like a circle. And so on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, David is going to tell us how to contact him and 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 some more about um, the. Renaissance form. So stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. We've had a very interesting discussion with David Torres about the strategic value of CEO uh, peer advisory groups and how they lead to better decisions, better results, better lives. So, David, how can people contact you to find out more? Uh, great question, Marcia. And just before I answer that, thank you for the time. Uh, it's, it's been uh, really uh, an enjoyable experience. We have a real passion for the executive about uh, the executive and the staffs and the company and the employees and the community to which they represent. 
please go to uh, RAFDallas.com. Talks a lot about uh, uh, who we are in Dallas as well as our blogs. Uh, please read the latest blog by Robert Hunt on being a dream manager. And what that really means is allow your employees to find their purpose. Mm-hmm. Also, you can go to executiveforums.com. That's forums, plural, executiveforums.com, which is the franchise site. Uh, and you can contact us from there. And again, Marsha, thank you for inviting me onto your show. Uh, this has been a great ex- uh, opportunity experience to to learn from you as, uh, uh, as well and how you summarize the points. I've really enjoyed the time and valued and uh, of being a part of it. Well, thank you so much, David, and hope to have you back again. I would, I would really enjoy that. Thank you very much. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Are you aware of the ripple effects of change? The leg bones connected to the knee bone and the knee bones connected to the thigh bone and the thigh bones connected to the hip bone. These lyrics to them bones so aptly point out that many things in life are interconnected, including the different parts of your business. When something changes in one area, there are effects in many other areas as well. If IT decides to install a new computer system, or HR decides to roll out a new improved performance appraisal system, the impact of the change extends far beyond the IT or HR departments. People and processes across all departments and functions feel the impact. But how often are decisions made with due consideration of how they might impact the rest of the organization? Sometimes we may wish we can turn the clock back, but we can't. Here's a solution, an impact analysis. It's a useful three-step tool that forces you to think about the ripple effects of change before you make them. Step one, fully understand the change you want to evaluate. Be clear on the problem or problems it's intended to address and the outcomes you want to occur. Will the change solve the real problem or just the symptoms of the problem? Step two, determine what the major areas might possibly be impacted. The larger the scale of the change, the more people you need to involve. Different departments, customer groups, employees, other stakeholders. They are better able to assess the impact from a tactical as well as a strategic perspective. Therefore, get their feedback about the potential change by asking these kinds of questions. For example, what do you see are the possible positive outcomes or benefits of the change? What do you see are the possible negative side effects or risks? How specifically will this change affect you? Will it make your work easier or harder? How will the change affect others, our customers, our suppliers, our key stakeholders? Will they be on board or will they resist? Finally, what do you suggest that can help us get acceptance and commitment for this change? Step three, 
decide if it's a go or no go or put on hold. The results of this analysis will help you answer the critical question, is the change really beneficial when we look at the impact as a whole? If yes, then it's time to begin the implementation. If you're not convinced of the overall value, then you need to review and revise your plan. And remember, before you go out and make it happen, do another impact analysis just to make sure you're on the right track. So here's a smart moves tip for you. When making a significant change in people, policies, procedures, systems, or strategy, take the time to complete an impact analysis. When you know what you're facing and also have a solid idea of both your supports and obstacles, you'll have a much smoother ride. And listeners, you'll avoid the question, whose crazy idea was this anyway? So, if you want to know how you can get how you can make change work for you, then get our new article, the third the 13 mistakes of leading change that will get you into real trouble. Send an email to Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A at smart movescoach.com with 13 mistakes in the subject line or call me at 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program is developing a service culture while saving money. My guest, John Scholl, called the guru of customer service by USA Today, Time and Entrepreneur Magazine, is president of Service Quality Institute. You will learn what truly is a service culture, the kind of programs to put in place that will accelerate your company's service culture, and how to involve your employees and get great ideas to solve problems and save your company a dollar a day per employee without you even noticing. Tune in Wednesday, October 23rd at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'll end with my favorite saying, there are three kinds of people in this world Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who ask, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 Pacific, for The Business Edge with Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. Have a great week. Tune in next week. Thank you.
You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.